Hello? Howdy, it's Keith. Oh, hi. I wondered if you'd call tonight. I thought there might be a storm in Toronto. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I am, uh, at this little, you know, I'm at that same little spot that's always, like, shutting down. But, uh, the, the worst of it is that, uh, my coffee has no, uh, no, co- no cream or milk. <laughs> they're putting shit away. But other than that, no, it's, that's, that's the big tragedy of the day. You might get used to drinking in black. I drink my black now. Yeah, I guess I'd be. I really, I mean, I don't know. I stopped drinking coffee altogether for a while. I, or I was, I was just getting decaf, you know, because it, like, tricks me into thinking I'm still drinking coffee, and it's fine. But today I figured I'd just, I don't know. Today, I'll take what I can get, you know, whatever's available here. You know, there's been a bit of uh, snow. Like, I got snow in my boots and stuff, like, trying to get out of the driveway. And then I saw on the news that it's like a quote-unquote storm, but really it's it's not that bad. The snow banks are still only like a foot high here. Oh, really? Ours are about, uh, we get quite a little dump on the weekend. Oh, we're probably up to, up to your knees. Yeah, I saw on, uh, and I was just looking at, man, that's one thing that's weird is how every store now has uh, TVs. It kind of bugs me. Like every time you're at a pizza place or any kind of restaurant, there's always TVs now. And it makes me wish I was in, like, the 70s when there would just be a place, and, you know, you wouldn't have to see TVs all the time. I think that would be nice. But uh, but I saw on TV that, uh, yeah, they showed the Maritimes, and, and the little color gradient thing was, like, storm warning, something or other. Yeah, the trouble with these storm warnings is they make it sound like it's something like, oh, my God, storm. But after all, it is January, and it is Canada. Right. And really, what we've got is not unusual for this time of year. It's just we didn't have it for a while, so now we're really getting payback. Yeah, no, I think that's the same thing here. Is like, yeah, it's it's a little bad, you know, and like that there are snow banks at all is weird. Like, I guess that's a lot of snow, but yeah, it's our first one, so that's why it's not it's not really very much. So you're right on that lake too. So what you get probably gets um, probably dissipates quite quickly. Like in St. John and Halifax and that, the same thing happens. They get a lot, they get quite a dump, but it doesn't last. However, in God's country, we get a, we, uh, we, when we get her, we get to keep it for a while. Yeah, and I do still, like, ultimately, I still, I mean, I, I think it's kind of nice in Toronto that it's, it's like a happy middle or whatever, like there's snow, but it's not crazy snow. But I do, I kind of like being cold better than being hot. <laughs> Well, I don't mind being cold, but, but frigid cold, forget it. Yeah. And we've had some pretty frigid stuff lately, but, but after all, yeah, it is January. Well, like the, um, the little basement apartment that I have, like my landlady would always, she would ask me at first, like, you sure it's not too cold? Because, I mean, she knows it's too cold. It's just cold down there. But, but I don't know. I think maybe it is just growing up in, like, that big drafty house and stuff. Like, I, I don't mind that. Like, I have to wear long underwear and a hoodie pretty much every night like when I'm in bed but but I don't know I just it's winter time like I feel like that's how it's supposed to be like I'd rather be cold and bundle up than be hot and try to escape the heat. Oh me too no question I and once you get into bed and you've got enough blankets on uh, I like it. Remember yeah. when you guys used when you used to sleep with that old purple coat of mine? Right yeah is that coat still around? Is it still... <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it can't be I don't know. Though it might be, but I think uh, uh, after after you had your your day with it, it was it was it was getting pretty pretty fragile. Yeah, I imagine there's really not much in the way of actual like stuffing in it or anything. <laughs> it's just kind of. I gotta say that there was nothing like that coat when you curl up on a couch and 
pull that thing up around your neck. It just kind of fit just nicely right around your shoulders and your neck. It was just nice and cozy. Yeah, to me, to me that just seems more comfortable also. Like, I don't know, just having, like, weight on you and stuff in the winter. That apartment I lived in before, there was one winter where, I don't know what was going on, but the, the heat was just way too high. And uh, it was like uh, water heaters, you know, like those radiators that fill with hot water. And we couldn't change the temperature ourselves because our, our temperature thing was locked. Like the landlady's like worried we're gonna run up the heat bill when really we wanted to turn it down. And uh, and I had my window open like most of the winter and it was just miserable. Like I hate being hot like that. It's so awful. So yeah, I'd rather be cold for sure. The only thing I don't like about the cold is when your feet get cold. Like right now my feet are kinda yeah, I did. I had to go buy slippers for sure. Like, I can't just walk around on the bare floor. It's way too cold. Oh, God, never. Yeah. We had Allie visiting us this uh, weekend and the weekend before. Well, the girl shows up with uh, she's got a little pair of light leggings on, short sleeve shirt. I said, don't you have, uh, didn't you bring your slippers first week? No, she <laughs> didn't. So I rooted around and found slippers. I said, don't you have, like, a sweater? No, just, just a T-shirt. I said, uh, what about... Don't you have, like, long johns, long underwear, like, under leggings? No, no. My God, their place must be warm as the tropics. <laughs> Although, I guess, I mean, I was only there a couple times, but it is, like, smaller, right? And it's just a single floor and stuff? Yeah. And, I mean, I guess if it's, yeah, like, I... Like, I assume most moderner houses, like our house really was not insulated to, like, the standards people would would expect or whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I think, yeah, people don't, aren't used to things being chilly like that. But, and again, and I don't know if it's just because I grew up in Canada and I grew up in a house like that, but I really do like it better. To me, it's way more comfortable. So, Sorry, what's the chat little... this week? Just got a little distracted by this coffee. It's still so hot. I fucking hate how hot coffee is when you get it. Like, it's just undrinkable. Yeah, but usually it cools off pretty fast, especially if you take the cover off it. Yeah, I don't know. Not fast enough. I mean, because <laughs> I don't mind drinking cold coffee, so I just I hate waiting for it to be cold. I remember one day buying a cup of coffee. I was going to St. Andrews and bought it up at uh, McDonald's on Prospect Street. It was so friggin' hot. I didn't want to take the cover off it because I was driving the car. It was so friggin' hot that you couldn't actually take a good mouthful of it. You couldn't even really take a sip of it until you, I got to Harvey. Harvey is 30 miles from <laughs> Fredericton. Yeah, well, I definitely notice sometimes, like, especially, I guess, because, like, uh, if... Uh if I do get a, a black coffee for somebody, you know, like, uh, doesn't use coffee in their, cream in their coffee, like, I can't hold the cups from Tim Hortons. I literally can't hold them in my hands. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, come on. That's just, that's crazy hot. But I guess it is because it's such a car culture thing. So it is like people come pick it up and they don't really get a chance to drink it right away. But yeah, for just going in and getting a coffee, it's brutal. Well, that's why you get places like Starbucks that put that extra little sleeve on them. Yeah. I don't know if Starbucks does. They used to, though. But but there's some of those fancy-dancy places, too. You get the extra little sleeve that fits on your cup. Yeah, we used to have to. That was the epitome of busy work, is the place I worked in Vancouver. It was called Blends with a Z. B-L-E-N-Z. Yeah. So it was like, it was just like Starbucks, but if anything, like, maybe a little fancier, even. So there were these, um, like, foam, little foam things like that that you put around the cup so it wasn't even cardboard it was like fancier but we did that like we pre set up the cups like that anytime you know there was nothing to do we just had to sit there and put these stupid foam holders on the cups 
And I remember one day, just because we were real bored, me and the person working, we just made just stacks of these cups. It was like uh, like the parapet of a castle, <laughs> like all around where we worked. We just had stacks of cups, and we were just like, huh? how do you like that? Is that enough cups for you, my lord? <laughs> but it wasn't. By the next day, they were all gone, so... And were the little foam things that they, like when you bought the cup of coffee, you got to keep that thing? Or like, was it recyclable or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was still just disposable trash. I don't know. It wasn't even like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a beer cozy. Like it wasn't quite that good. It was still pretty flimsy and clearly disposable. They were just trying to stand out, you know, just to be different. Like the main thing that I always remember with them is, uh, just like, I gotta maneuver this phone different. There we go. Um, it was for mochas and hot chocolate. Instead of using uh, syrup, which is what, you know, McDonald's, not McDonald's, probably McDonald's too, but Starbucks, you know, they just have chocolate syrup. But we had actual chocolate chips from Belgium that came in these big, big, uh, giant bags. It was like $200 for a bag of these fancy chocolate chips. And we had like white chocolate, dark chocolate, and milk chocolate. And then we individually like melted the chocolate chips down in a little tiny like cup a little metal cup for each specific drink and it was such a ridiculous hoopla like such a waste of time because whenever I get one at Starbucks with the chocolate syrup it's exactly the same I can't tell the difference <laughs> but the person who was watching you make the coffee that would actually see you probably melt that and then pour it into the cup right yeah like I'm an alchemist or like a bartender or something yeah like so <laughs> so fancy yeah I think that's supposed to be the idea but it was really just a pain in the butt but, I mean, I didn't have to do that too much because we really fell into a routine pretty early where uh, they would usually team people up, like one native English speaker with uh, an English second language kid who's usually from Korea. Although I guess I knew people from Korea, Japan, China, like from all the places. And the idea was they were over here to learn English, so they should have been working the till and talking to people. But most of these kids, like, it just wore them out. They just got so tired of trying to understand people and getting people to repeat themselves and talk slower. So it was like, I didn't want to make drinks and they didn't want to have to talk to people. So I just, I did the, the chatting and the money and they made the drinks and everyone was happy. So, I mean, I probably hurt their uh, learning of English a little bit, but, but I don't want to make drinks all day. Melt chocolate, for God's sake. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, well, they could go home with, with barkeeping skills, mm. or at least coffee-making skills. Yeah, and I mean, really, it's like one of those things, it's cool to be able to come to North America and learn some stuff and whatever, but the little bit I've kept in touch with any of these folk, they, you know, if there's nowhere to keep using your English, it's like me and French, I guess. Like, I've got, I've got it in my brain somewhere, but if I don't talk it all the time, then, you know what's gonna happen and uh, there was weird stuff too do you remember those that oh it was so bizarre that weird book that was trying to teach people like teach kids how to read phonetically oh yeah that uh that book uh the Macalina girls a couple yeah. of them um had that in in school and it was like around grade uh grade four grade five i think is what that was geared for yeah, and it's and like, the only way you could actually uh, figure out what was going on is you actually had to read it out loud, because if you tried doing it in your head, you, could, you just couldn't. Yeah, you had to actually sound it out. It seemed like it was well-meaning, but yeah, like, just crazy times. Like, why Why would you, like, yeah, like, try to feed that into someone's head, and then later they have to learn the real way to spell after? Yeah, it was like learning, an, it was like learning another language. 
Yeah, because well, it's something I think is really interesting is like most of human society and human history, it was all uh, oral and there was no written word. If anything, like writing words down kind of uh, stunted language, like it used to evolve and change and shift a lot easier. Because maybe a whole generation does, like they just shorten a word or they uh, stumble over it or they say it different and then it literally is different where with us, like they hold on. Uh, now we got like the word night has a K in it and all this crazy shit that makes no sense. But uh, yeah, it just seemed like that was the worst of both worlds. It was like teaching people what phonetically missed, though, what, with what writing. What they didn't quite get is to teach a young child to read, what, you can teach them anything. They're like a sponge. They just kind of suck it up. Right. And they don't think about it. But what, what, what was wrong with that system is it taught them from grade one this hieroglyphics of a sort. And then later, I think they were about grade three or grade four when they were supposed to learn actual English. And it made it very, very difficult for them because they had this other way of spelling. And I remember, like, yes. Liz always said that her girls, there were a couple of them, Mary and, and Amy, I think it was, were always terrible at English and stuff. <laughs> I, I believe it was because they learned that whatever it was called. It was like phonetics. Yeah, it had a weird name. It does. But I don't even think it was the international phonetics thing because I took a course in that at, uh, when I was in my BED year. And the, sim- the symbolism that they were learning in those books, was some of it was the same, but some of it wasn't. It reminds me of in the, the train spotting novel. It uh, It's written phonetically. The whole book is written in a Scottish accent, and you can't, like you're saying, like you have to sound it out. Like, I couldn't understand what that book was trying to do until I read it out loud. And then you're like, oh, okay, and yeah, now I get it. I get what these words are. But if you look at them, there's no way. You can't tell. <laughs> it's like I'm going back to, uh, I remember reading you guys Huckleberry Finn. Oh, uh, shit to do shit and to do, do wasn't quite shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. I could not figure out what that meant either. I thought it said something to do with shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it said, shit to do. <laughs> you know? It's only when I read it, I read it, I remember in my head, and then I started to laugh. And then uh, I had I had to actually say it out loud. Yeah. When I said it out loud, it was like, oh, shut the door. Yeah, because I remember even though, I mean, we were just kids, but I remember, yeah, we were all working on it. Like, we could, okay, it said shit, that's funny, but let's actually try to figure this out. And, like, even with three people, we're like, I don't know, I don't know what this means. <laughs> it was weird. But the reason... Yeah, so it's basically the same thing. you got to actually get your mind set into that whole lingo and that whole uh, pronunci- way of pronunciating it as if you were in the South. Yeah, and the reason... get it. So the reason that that came to mind, all that, is um, because of these English second language kids in Vancouver. So they all had the different phonetics, you know, that were hard for them. Like, you know, that classic... I guess it's like a stereotype, but it's true with uh, Japanese people with R's and L's, and it's because they don't have either. Like, they have a third sound that's in between those two, so of course they can't tell the difference. Like, they literally can't hear it. Or it's even, uh, you know, when people say Canadians say a boot, when if anything it's more like a boat, but but it's because uh, if you don't have that language center, like, they can't hear... Like, Americans don't hear that distinction. They don't hear the subtle way that we say out weird <laughs> you know so to them it sounds extra weird so this one kid I remember this this girl Sunny that worked with us I guess in South Korea it's uh, B's and V's are a huge problem so they literally taught her that the word vanilla was vanilla with a B because the same type of thing they're like well we'll just teach it wrong we'll teach it the way it's easier for you to say it and then we'll tell you the real word later but they never told her the real word 
Like she was in the field. She's like in the war zone. She's at the place where you gotta, you know, have vanilla flavor shots in your coffee before she found out that vanilla has a V in it. <laughs> like just weird, weird stuff. Again, like well-meaning, but it doesn't work. Just teach people how it is. Yeah, and get them to say it enough, over and over and over again, that they they will get it. Yeah, and then she's like, she's a great example of like, uh, there was this burger place called Vera Burger, like V-E-R-A. And all she wanted was a Vera burger. <laughs> and instead of just saying burger, I don't know, to her it was like, it's just a chain, but it, to her it was like her favorite burgers. So it never occurred to her to just say, I want like a burger or a regular burger. She wanted the Vera burger. And she had to tell the person like six times because she just couldn't say it right. <laughs> and I felt bad for her. So she was a great example of like, like it, I think I was kind of doing her a favor. Like, like, for her to have to work the till all day and try to talk to people, it's just exhausting, you know? Yeah, too stressful. Yeah, and she's the one who was working. Did I tell you that uh, Ben Affleck came into that coffee shop? No, I don't think he did. Yeah, because it's. I think it's got to be the most... I'm, I met a few famous people in my time, but I think he's the most famous one where he was doing this movie, because I chatted with him for a bit. Like, it was a pretty busy day at the coffee shop. There's a lot of people there, but nobody in line. And Ben Affleck comes in with a fucking ball cap on, and that's the most of his disguise, but nobody noticed. Like, everybody had their heads down, whatever, working on whatever they're doing at the coffee shop. But he comes up, and immediately it's like, oh my god, that's Ben Affleck, look at this guy. And he's like 6'3", and he's just, this was 10 years ago, so he was just chiseled and just amazing looking. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Sonny also recognized him right away, but I remember, yeah, like, I blabbed him for a bit, and it was just like, oh, cool, what are you doing here? And he said he was making this movie called Man About Town that later was, like, a straight-to-DVD. Because now Ben Affleck's all famous for directing, and before he was all famous for acting, but this was that middle period when everyone was shitting on him all the time. So, uh, but yeah, and it was funny, because then, so we blabbed him a bit, we, Sonny made him the drink, and then he left, and she was like, ah, Matt Damon. <laughs> it's like, ah, so close. close. Yeah, yeah, Pearl Harbor. You know, she's like, Pearl Harbor, Matt Damon. It's like, no, it is Pearl Harbor, but no, that's Ben Affleck. So close, though. You almost got it. And again, like, you can't even, it's weird, because, like, I, again, like I said, I had, like, a lot of my friends were English second language kids from all these different languages, and it sounds like I'm making some weird 1940s joke when I say Pearl Harbor, but that's how she said it. Like, I don't know. That's just true. The kid from Japan, uh, Kazu, his greatest goal in life, you can tell maybe that I started to drink this coffee now, I'm halfway through, it's picking me up, <laughs> but uh, his greatest goal in life was to be able to say, the girl ordered Earl Grey tea. So he would just walk around all day just going like, Earl Grey, Earl Grey, and he just, it's like, you can't, you don't have the language center for those sounds, you can't do it. It'd be like me trying to talk like an African click language, it's not going to happen. Well, when you're speaking of Africans, I tell you, there's there's nights, like oftentimes I listen to the radio all night and listen to all these things that are going on all over the world, but they get to Africa, and when those African guys start talking, they've got a sing-songy way about them. Right. That, my God, you can't listen to it. Well, you could, but you've got to, got to concentrate on every word that they say. So if you're planning just to kind of have a little listen there, and then you're going to doze off for a bit, you can't. You can't because that that sing-songy way, and they can't pronounce their words well, their English words. So finally, you either have to concentrate on it, or else I have to turn the radio off. Right. <laughs> you just can't listen to it because, I mean, I want to have a doze here. I'd like to have a little bit of sleep before I go to work. 
But it's a shame because sometimes they've got some really good tales to tell about what's going on in their culture. But, Lord, you just can't follow it. Like, there's an ad I just watched on TV tonight about some Italian guy who's going to be on Stephen and Chris. He's going to show them how to, how to cook with Italian food. He starts off really well in this ad. But by the time he's done, which is only about maybe 30 seconds later, oh, God, I can't listen to him anymore because I can't understand them without actually focusing and concentrating completely on every blessed word that he says, which is not conducive to television because everything just rolls along there so fast. I even remember, like, uh, the girl that got me the job at that coffee shop, she, I don't remember her name anymore, but she was from rural Quebec, like, super French. Like, she didn't learn a word of English till she was 16, and by her early 20s, she could speak it pretty well, but, like, a really thick accent. And I just remember her saying that about about uh, anglophones in general. She's like, you guys all sound so subdued and so bored the way you talk because we're not all expressive like that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. But to me, you sound like annoying, like calm down. <laughs> you know? Like everything isn't that to be. But uh, one thing I do like a lot is I love the like Southern preacher voice. Yeah, like black churches and stuff, and like, yeah. man, oh, just like, I don't even care what they're talking about, because like, I've, I've, I do a thing like where I'll just go online and look up podcasts and stuff about different topics that I'm interested in, and it's weird, because no matter what the topic is, you're listening to it, and eventually you bump into a bunch of religious ones, and they're all talking about the, you know, the end is coming and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, now that I'm older, I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't have to just reject this out of hand. Like, let's see what these people have to say. And it's interesting because, like, one of them was about, um, it's like sex addiction and pornography addiction and how they deal with it inside churches. And it's so weird because it's 50%, like, sensible information that is about, like, your brain connections and science and all this stuff. And then the other half is about... You know, but the devil is tempting you, and like they talk, they literally talk about the devil like a real thing, and it's like such an interesting mix to hear both things. But but I do love the way those guys talk. Like that is one thing. I feel like our church was really boring, and I really could have gone for that, just that sing-songy talk where it's like, yeah, I guess I don't care what you're talking about, but at least it's fun to listen to, you know. Well, you know what's weird? It's almost like some of those fundamental religions go, uh, they must go to preacher school and learn that way of talking. Yeah, for sure. Because even around here, you will oftentimes hear those basic fundamentalist preachers speaking as if they have a southern accent. Right. Walter Dudley used to do that. He was just a cop. (laughs) You know, when the church was, when the Pentecost church was next door and the in Roloff Kier's building beside us. Right. Well, you wouldn't remember that because you were just a kid. But Waldo would have his Pentecost in there and they'd be speaking in tongues and whatever. And you'd hear him talking on, like in uh, Sunday night, the windows would be open there and he had the southern twang. Yeah, it's like the reverse of, uh, I heard that they've started trying to iron that accent out of, uh, like, high-level professionals. Like, if you're a... uh you know, like a brain surgeon from Tennessee, like that's part of your schooling now is to try to to eradicate the accent just because people don't trust a brain surgeon that sounds like a southern hick, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so this because is the they, reverse. They, they want they you to sound a, that way. a reputation of it sounding kind of redneck and, and, and dumb. Yeah, whereas if you have a yeah preacher that sounds northern, like get out of here, you're not you're not connected to anything. You're not spiritual. <laughs> you can do brain surgery, but I don't want to listen to you talk about God. <laughs> it's weird. It's like it just either way. There, there's a place for everything. Every dumb accent. <laughs> 
But even that, like, I don't really like the um, the the white Southern sound. I like the black guys in specific, like just black preachers. Man, I don't know. They got it. They they just are so fun to listen to. Regardless of well, what's coming out of their the mouth. I used to find the southern, the southern white stuff, like the hillbilly kind of talk. I, I used to find that annoying, but I don't now. As a, as an older person, like when I listen to Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn and people like that who have a very pronounced uh, Kentucky hill type talk. Um, yeah, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> well, I don't know. Those—that's like right on the border. I think of what I would be into. That's they're, they're still pretty heavy, but yeah, they like slightly softer than that even. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's not so bad. One thing I think is interesting about it is because uh, you know I met a fair amount of people like that through uh, being in the states and stuff, and it's it's the combination of not just the accent but the the sayings and the attitude. Like just on the basic level, like like just saying like oh bless her heart you know is is their way of saying what a fucking idiot <laughs> you know? and I kind of like that like it's a neat way to do it <laughs> it's a weirdly civil you know I don't I don't mind it so yeah I guess again rolling oh you know what was weird I was just uh, on the way over here and uh, man thank god I found this this indoor phones like this would never be possible without this building especially on like yeah storm days and stuff but uh I was just making, like, a joke on my Twitter of, like, uh, hey, here's this new podcast talking to my mom, like, uh, real interesting, you know, like, <laughs> such a, what a boring idea. But somebody just tweeted me that they were like, you know, people doing podcasts with their moms, it's like, it's it's kind of popular right now. <laughs> like, oh, is it? Yeah, well, then I looked up the links this guy sent. So there's this comedian, Maria Bamford, who started doing, uh, like, a podcast with her mom where they just talk about stuff. And The Onion, that, like, uh, satirical newspaper, they have a, a guy who writes for them has a podcast called Mom on Pop, where his mom talks about pop culture with him. So, I mean, it's weird because, like, the farthest thing from my mind at this point is to ever do a podcast because it's a popular idea. Like, I don't care. I just do whatever I think is interesting. But I thought that was kind of funny that, like, I'm just, like, joking about, like, this is what a, what a weird idea and no one would ever care. But some people, this is a thing that some people do. Yeah, which is exactly what I said to you when you first broached this to me. I said, who the heck would want to listen to that? Yeah, but then I was even almost a little, like, because I was almost proud about, like, yeah, that's right, I'm trailblazer. I just, I'll do any podcast that I want to do. I don't care if people like it. And then it's like, oh, maybe people do like this type of thing. Like, it's almost disappointed. Like, like I swear I'm not just trying to follow some trend. I didn't even know about this. I thought it was a dumb idea also. But <laughs> but here we are. We're on the cutting edge. Oh, God. Wow. Well, when we do this next week, we should pick some topic that we should... Uh... Yeah, well, actually, I didn't even get to what I was going to ask this week, but maybe I'll save it for next week. Is Because, uh, yeah, we're up to about like half hour now. Um, yeah, I started doing the more frequent babysitting with Joel's kids. And, man, his two-year-old, oh, my God, trying to get that kid to take a nap is a nightmare disaster. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Just going to see if you had any tips and tricks. I don't know, but... But, like, to the point, like, it's become so combative. But it is, like, this kid needs to sleep. Like, there's no choice. Like, just you can see in his eyes he's a mental case because he needs to go to bed. But he's old enough to climb out of a crib now. So, uh, 
yet. So when I saw Joel the other day, he was like, yeah, so the kid's name is Griffin. He's like, yeah, so Griffin says he doesn't like you anymore. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't like him either. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make this kid go to bed is a nightmare. But then later that day, he was playing imaginary cards with me. And Joel's like, oh, I guess he does still like you. I'm like, of course he does. He's two years old. He doesn't know anything. But, but, (laughs) But I guarantee that whatever bit he doesn't like me is because I'm the one that makes him go to bed and he hates it so exactly. much. Exactly. That's exactly it. He, it's not that he that he doesn't like you. Right. It does, he doesn't like that part of you that's trying to boss him around. But I don't know. I think maybe this could tie into the sing-songy preacher voice and stuff. Like, I think I need to just... There's not even any sense talking to him in any sort of... Like, it's, there's no point. So maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll just try the classic sing him some ancient spirituals or something I don't know did you ever just think about just just telling him to lay down and you sit beside him and read to him until he dozes off yeah well that's how it starts like that's step one it's like I'll just uh, and usually at nighttime that's not so bad like that'll work because like I just stay in the room until he falls asleep but in the daytime when there's still light out and stuff it's like kind of the best it gets is I'll do that for a while and and then uh, it just it basically it has to devolve to the point that he's crying so hysterically that that like both I can't stand to be near him anymore <laughs> and and when he cries that hard he doesn't crawl out of his crib anymore he like incapacitates himself so I feel kind of bad that that's where it always ends up is just with him crying hysterically and I just got to abandon him but I'm like I don't know what else to do kid you're making me mental this is brutal yeah I was never much good at that because when you guys would do that screaming like you know because you didn't want to go to sleep or whatever well I just caved in right. <laughs> I went up and picked you up or else I laid down on the bed with you and curled up with you and went to sleep too yeah and it, like, I don't know that's that certainly does cross my mind but yeah it's just funny with this kid because he's just like his eyes are red and he's just like and then when he does fall asleep and you're just like and you're like yeah like I'm glad I kind of stuck with it and that he's sleeping because he needed it so bad it's funny though because his brother used to be the rebellious one who would always just fight the power for no reason about everything but now that he's like four years old he's not a big problem he'll just he'll just go to bed and it's like wow weird at least at least one of them does like if they were both and then i don't know what to do that'd be nuts but i don't know it's nice though i mean and then joel's wife is always apologizing and i'm like hey it's not your fault like i i signed up for this gig and it really is like better like it's so much better to have something to do during the week like i'm gonna go there on wednesday and it's just nice that you know i got tomorrow to fuck around i just have still setting up this new computer i got but then the next day i have something to do (laughs) and even if it is dealing with a screaming kid it's that's fine at least it's something some structure well that's what i suggest you when it gets real bad just take him out of the crib his parents might not like this lay down on the big bed with him and just right let's have a little snooze here yeah well i would try that too but then like he he won't lie down like he's just up he's just up immediately like i don't know I'm sure it is one of those things too he's just at that age where he's like at that perfect crossroads the terrible twos or whatever if uh, you know his amygdala doesn't work at all and he can't regulate anything but he's mobile <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. another thing you can do and maybe you do this already you tell him you tell him like before it's time to lay down you tell him like 10 minutes before right it's going to be time to go and have your snooze now 10 minutes and then you count it down and, and you show him show them on your watch or your clock or whatever you've got there. Right. Oh, we got nine minutes left. And you work it down, 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 down. So he gets in his mind this idea 
and you know, why don't you go get your blanket and get it all ready, time for her to go and lay down. And then you just watch the little clock, and when you get right down to zero, and in his mind then, he may have, he's acquired that thing that it's time to go now. <laughs> and he might get so tired of listening to the time being down, like, I gotta go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Give that a shot, too. You give him lots of notice that the time's coming. Let him look at it on, on something that he can actually see it. Yeah, maybe, down. Tell maybe. him to go get his little teddy bear or whatever it is he takes to bed with him. I wonder if I could find, like, because he does love messing around with, like, uh, phones, like I was telling you, because, you know, he's not allowed to touch phones. I wonder if I could get him at, like, the dollar store, just, like, a real boring stopwatch or something. And just all it does is count down numbers. <laughs> just like, here's your fun watch thing. Look at this. Yeah, hey. look at it. And you can see it. Now you got seven minutes to go. And now you got three minutes to go. And now you're down to your last minute. Even a timer, like <laughs> right. a little, uh, like a manual timer where you could set it and he can watch it and then and then it dings it'll ding when it's telling him time to go and something you can get some of them i think you can get them at the dollar store too they're they're i have we have one at the office shaped like a lemon right and a minute when it's down to its last minute it dings to tell you there's one minute left and then it'll ding the final time you can even put it on the mi- on a microwave. Put put the microwave on so you can watch the minutes go down. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't God, it sounds so boring. Or that might be good. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but but in his mind, it's telling him that he's got to get ready to do that. Right. And get him all set up. Like he goes gets his whatever he takes to bed with him. Most kids take a blanket, a special blanket. Tell him he's got to go get that, get that ready. Or if he's got a special little toy, because a little toy's got to get ready to go to sleep too. His bear or whatever it is he's got. Yeah, and in the plus side, at least it's good that it's it's not anything different about, like, me being there. Like, it's exactly the same with the parents. I remember Joel said, like, oh, the other day, like, you know, the kid's bedtime is, like, 7.30 or something, and he didn't go to bed till 11. <laughs> like, he just won't. So, yeah, at least it's not, uh, not my fault, so that's good. It's just how he is. And uh, the creepiest thing, though, is I swear to God, the other day, he was he was asleep. He was done. Like, you know, I just, he's, uh, he's unconscious. So I'm like, all right, go downstairs, check on the other kid, who luckily, like, you know, you plant him in front of a TV show and he just won't move. So that's handy. And then Griffin was up again in 10 minutes. I'm like, what just happened? I swear you were asleep. <laughs> like, and Joel's like, yep, that'll happen too. Like, this kid just won't sleep. That's what Mark used to be like. Uh... Mark never slept, and when he did sleep, he was so exhausted. Like, uh, we've got pictures of Mark climbing up the stairs, and he's asleep. He falls asleep right on the stairs. <laughs> Another one, he's sitting in his high chair. He's got a piece of cam on the front of the high chair, and he's right out of it. He just came home from daycare. I put him in the in the high chair to feed him, and he just, right out of it. <laughs> but I used to go upstairs and sleep with him and lay him down with him and whatever. He, he would be out of it. I would even shake him and, Mark, Mark, Mark. I said, okay, I can go downstairs and go to work now. I would no sooner get to the bottom of the stairs and, <laughs> I can see, God. too. I can it's see like, why, uh, geez, like, what is this? I can see why people do that thing. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not an option for me, but, uh, you know, where they put kids in a car and just drive around with them. Because that totally yeah. works on this Griffin kid. He falls asleep every time he's in a car. <laughs> but, yeah, so I can, it seems like such a desperate, like, I'm going to put a baby seat in this car. I'm going to fucking get my keys. I'm going to go drive around. But it's like, I just want him to go to bed. <laughs> like, I'll do it. <laughs> but I obviously can't do that. Yeah, well, I've been down that road, too. Yeah. <laughs> but try that other thing and see and see if it'll work. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll be back in the lab on Wednesday, so I'll experiment, see what happens. 
All right, so I guess I'll let you go. Okay, and uh, let me know how that little system works, if it does at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, but set it up like as if it's a, as if it's a game for him. But something that's important to him, you know, where he does his own counting, his own countdown. Yeah. Yeah, that was my one little trick I was doing for a while, but I kind of stopped was because he never gets phones, is like if I gave him the phone, like the phone doesn't even do anything, like you just press buttons and it lights up because it's locked, so it just lights up, but he's just so fascinated with phones, but it really doesn't work, because first his mom really doesn't like him having phones, but but it's it's since it's a bright light, he just can just sit there and never fall asleep, <laughs> so, but it did make him not cry, so, hmm, I don't know need to like convince him that something else is a phone maybe <laughs> maybe I don't know anyway yeah so I better get to going the guy who's uh, sweeping up just had to sweep around my feet <laughs> nobody has noticed yet though my weird setup I keep waiting for someone to be like what is going on why has he got a weird recorder on top of the phone and stuff but I guess no one how cares. Does, how is the sound quality when you play it back? It's about the same as, like, you know, if you hear it on the radio and somebody calls in or whatever. You know, you, you, like, there is that that narrowing band on, like, your sound. You know, it just sounds like someone calling in. But uh, other than that, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll edit this on the new computer, and we'll be tearing up the charts, the mom charts. <laughs> Take down Maria Bamford and the AV Club. We're the indie version. We're, like, the indie rock the punk rock version of this extremely popular, apparently, podcast format. Isn't it odd that people are talking to their mothers, but not their fathers? Yeah, well, I was thinking, though, I mean, I assume eventually, uh, you know, Dad will be walking by in the background one of these times. Uh, just because, remember the very first one we did where you mentioned that he worked at a, an old folks home for a while? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, tucked away in the background of my mind. I'm like, eventually Dad will be walking by, and I am going to ask him about that, because I think that's interesting. But no big hurry, just whenever. One of these days he'll be there. One day, yep. Yeah. Cool, all right, so I'll talk to you next Monday. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.